Goldthorpe is number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold in a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. A perfect score, 10.0 for Nancy Cavanici, a perfect score. The first time I've never seen anyone get So in over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt, sprinting ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record. 9.68, the wind is okay. How easy was that? It is off the podium and Olympics podcast coming to you for the third last day of the 2020 Tokyo Summer Olympics, day 14. And not quite as busy as yesterday, but there are still plenty of medals to talk about for both Canada and Australia. An exciting day. And joining me on the line is a man who took yesterday off and he's taken today back on. That makes sense. Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back to off the podium. Thank you. It's good to be back. Now, continuing the trend, though, of you and Colin not being on the same episode together. Clearly, you two hate each other after our little uh, debate the other day. What's going on here, Jared? Spill the beans. Why do you not like Colin anymore? I just feel like his reaction was over the top, and I just I just didn't agree with it. I thought the athletes <laughs> that I picked were correct, whether they be Australian or not. I think I picked them because of their achievements in spite of their uh, nationality. So, um yeah, I just just can't stand the guy at the moment, so uh, I'm just avoiding him. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a dick, let's be honest. But, um, I mean, as I said, very busy day yesterday. Uh, not so much of a busy day today, but we have medals for both Australia and Canada, including a medal that has literally just been won for Australia as we have come to air, a bronze in the women's javelin. To that, remember that javelin thrower that won us a world championship? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelsey Lee Barber came through for the bronze, the reigning world champion. But I, you and I were sort of maybe doing some commentary while that was on in the background. But to see the emotion, she was absolutely bawling her eyes there. That was fantastic to see there for, for Kelsey. A household name in Australia, clearly, as we uh, all remember her name. Uh, another bronze also went to Harry Garside, who lost his semifinal bout, but will take the bronze. And uh, fantastic result, breakthrough for boxing in this country, our first boxing medal since 1988. And sadly, in the volleyball, we weren't able to claim the gold, but Talika Clancy and Marifa Artacho del Sola uh, still took the silver. Still very happy with that. Another drought broken. First medal since Sydney. So, uh, silver and two bronzes. Uh, pretty solid day. We'll take that. Yeah, I think at the start, kind of we talked about near the end, like, would we still be getting medals? And the fact that they're still kind of trickling in is great. Um, and yeah, I just think from today, probably some big boosts to certain sports that, as you say, we haven't won medals in for a while. So um, good to get back on the board. It is fantastic to get on the board. And just quickly on Kelsey Lee Barber, that is our only second ever medal in the Javelin, men's or women's. You've got to go back to Atlanta where Louise McPaul took silver there. So uh, doing all right in the field events, obviously celebrating still 
our uh, bronze in the decathlon after yesterday, which I'd like to get your thoughts on in just a moment because you obviously weren't on the show yesterday. For Canada, though, uh, they've had a pretty good day. Justin Knight is not the right guy. Why have they got that here on Wikipedia? Uh, thank you, Wikipedia. You've got the wrong Canadian. It was actually Mo Ahmed who got the silver in the men's 5,000. So I don't know who Justin Knight is. Um, it's kind of like the New Zealand-Australia mix up the other day. But Mo Ahmed, silver in the men's 5,000, which I'm, I'm pretty sure Colin will be very happy with because I think he's a big Mo Ahmed fan. Uh, but also, speaking of being happy for Colin, another off-the-podium medal, ladies and gentlemen. Evan Dunphy, bronze in the 50K walk, got fourth in Rio, gave a great interview on this show. I think he was our first athlete after Rio from memory. And here he is getting another medal. Of course, it's another Colin athlete. Uh, so, you know, good for that. But did you catch much of the, the walk and uh, the 5,000 metres at all, Jared, to see these two Canadian wins? Didn't catch the 5,000, but I did catch the walk and it was such a good finish uh, for Evan Dunphy to get over the line to that bronze medal. And I think uh, just super deserved and very exciting for him. I know like he's been a big critic as uh, rightly he should be of the walk being dropped uh, in Paris. So I think winning a medal kind of the last time it's going to be at the Olympics for the time being is, Mm. is just a great achievement. Now, we'll say Canada are set for another medal. It will either be gold or silver because the women's football final is on as we are recording. I can tell you that at the 65th minute mark of the second half, or the 65th minute mark of the game, I should say, that makes more sense, Ben, we do have a one nothing lead to Sweden, although right now the VAR is looking at a potential penalty for Canada. And just looking on that, i got to say that's a penalty. Uh, they're reviewing it right now. So with about 25 minutes to go in the gold medal match, similar to what happened in the semi-final the other day between the US and Canada, a potential game-changing penalty coming on here for Canada's quest for gold. They will get a medal. Uh, what colour it will be, we'll soon find out. Did you watch uh, any of this earlier before we, we came to air, Jared, at all? Any of the uh, the final of the women's football? I did not, No. Well, it's on seven, mate, if you want to flick over. And what's the referee deciding? Just going to talk about some things in a minute. She's going square, square, penalty. Oh, all right, kids. Strap yourself in because Canada are getting ready. Of course, they moved this match. This match was meant to be played about 12 hours ago. But due to the heat, uh, it is uh, obviously being changed. Now... This is very, very interesting right now for Canada because, again, this happened in the semi-final the other day that got them the win. And number 12 here for Canada, she has got a stern look on her face. I tell you what, I'm just going to stick with this right now because I feel we need to update this. We're also recording. We are about eight minutes away from the women's 4x100 relay in the athletics and then the men's. So uh, we could have double medals for off the podium today if Canada medal. And a first for Ben Waterworth. Can we just point that out? If, <laughs> if Aaron and Brendan help them win a medal, Brendan will bring Ben Waterworth a medal. So that's the main thing. But all right. Number 17 is taking this now. Number 12 is giving up the ball to number 17 here for Canada. She's, uh, she's looking a lot younger, a little less stern. The Swedish goalkeeper looks like she's shitting herself. I think she's shitting Ikea bricks right now. But we're about to see. Will Canada equalise this with 24 minutes remaining? All the nation's hopes rest on number 17. It will be Canada's favourite number. It's the amount of medals, gold medals Australia's won. She kicks. She scores. Canada are equal. Oh, it's on. 
Canada celebrates. All right, we'll come back to that. We'll see how that's going because I'm more concerned about the relays. But all right, outside of uh, those medals won by Australia and Canada today, I just want to get your thoughts quickly on yesterday because obviously you weren't on the uh, episode. Very busy day. Got a couple of gold, a silver, a couple of bronze. It was uh, positivity on the solo sports, but not so much on the team sports. Uh, Let's start with the team sports, the Kookaburras. How how are you feeling after that? Uh, It was a bit of a letdown, I think. It's just a shame that it has to come down to that. I really wish that there was extra time before it went straight to kind of the the penalty strokes or whatever they're actually called. Um, but I think like a fair result and I'm happy, I suppose, for Belgium to get their first gold in hockey considering they've been pretty dominant in the sport over the last couple of years. And I think too, if we managed to pull out of like the uh, penalty shootout at the end where there was that whole like review and like I felt like it was a bit soft that we even got to take like that penalty again like they didn't really yeah. seem to be much in it so I'm kind of at that point I was kind of like I don't know if I really want us to to win this way anyway yeah no I, I agree and it's of course classic Australia they complained that there wasn't the extra time or the the actual proper strokes they used to take not this kind of ice hockey style run in but I mean we famously won the gold in Athens in extra time so you know it was kind of that way but yeah just once again the the kookaburra curse I guess and also the Curse of the Boomers. I mean, the headlines halfway through that second quarter. News.com.au had their lead story is Aussies thrashing the Americans. And it was always going to happen. Like, I don't, I seriously was watching that game going, what's going on right now? Andrew Bogan, Andrew Gaze were getting cocky. I was like, guys, this is the US. You even literally say, oh, this is what happened against Spain the other day. Yeah, it, and exactly what happened. So, um, I mean, it's kind of a trend too, as they kept pointing out in the coverage. All our semi-final losses are by 20 points or more. This was only 19 points, but it's just a trend of the boomers. So what's going to happen against Slovenia tomorrow night? I feel we're going to get fourth again. Yeah, I'm a bit concerned. I feel like I almost bought into the hype at kind of the half, not even the halfway point, like midway through, I suppose, the second quarter. And then the US just went on like an incredible run that was so frustrating to watch that like, we just, I think we feel like we scored like one basket in the space of 15 minutes. Like just nothing was happening. Nobody could do anything. And I feel like that's probably going to, a similar thing could happen in the bronze medal match. Well, it just felt course. like a lot of players weren't performing like at their best. And yeah. as soon as they start kind of missing the threes and just constantly going for the threes rather than getting it kind of um, more into the key for the safer shot, it just feels like we um, panic and, and aren't able to stop the momentum of other teams. Kevin Durant stepped up a gear. I mean, that was absolutely crazy what he did. It reminded me of uh, was it game five or game six against the Raptors when he came back from his injury and he just came out and just fired everything at the Raptors, basically got them into a position, injured himself. So otherwise, if he had to stay there, he would have uh, hurt them even more. But um, yeah, but no, Slovenia is tricky. I mean, it's a fairy tale story. Uh, it's their first time in Olympic basketball. They missed out by a point, that amazing block. I don't know if you saw the French player there basically on the buzzer. Uh, the Slovenian went in for a drive in the basket and the French guy blocked him LeBron style back from Game 7 in 2016. It was amazing. Lost by a point. And uh, now we're going to have a very on-fire Luka Doncic. 
Donkic, I'll say his name correctly one day, um, who's just gotten them through. And yeah, I mean, this is Lithuania all over again. It's like one of these countries that Australians don't hear about until it comes in there. But at least, um, hopefully, if Andrew Gaze and that are commentating, they'll get the name right. It's uh, Slovenia, not Slovakia, as we heard a few times during the coverage. But yeah, I mean... It's just, that's, we've had such a successful games. We cannot complain about Australia at these Olympics. But if we're to get just one medal of these games, give the, get the boomers a medal. Like, that's it, right? Like, they keep showing the footage from Rio, that Spain game, which is still so painful. But that's, that's what we want, right? Like, just cap off these great games with the bronze for the boomers. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, too, if they, if they weren't to medal, then all these players, like, are going to have, Oh, just so many regrets and then they'll have to start like seriously considering Paris whereas for some of them I feel like that like an extra three years might be a little bit little step too far for them yeah um so I just hope that they're able to um to pull it off and and that would be great for Australia and then I almost feel like in Paris we can kind of build on that maybe not getting like another medal but just feels like there needs to be like a bit more like fresh blood in the team moving forward so it'd be great to get some some younger players coming through for Paris Personally, if we don't win tomorrow, I blame Ben Simmons. Come on, you are our best player. And oh no, I can't play. Like, just play. Seriously. Um, on yesterday, the two shot golds. Now, uh, I sort of mentioned about how uh, felt a bit bad for our uh, canoeing guys because they were the forgotten gold. I swear Channel 7 completely forgot about them within two seconds when we got a golden freaking skateboarding and their replay wasn't shown until like one in the morning. But um, I went over yesterday the esteemed company that Keegan Palmer now resides in when he's up against the likes of Dawn Fraser, Ian Thorpe, Betty Cuspert, Edwin Flack. Like, this is a guy who, as I said yesterday, I don't even realize think he realizes he's competing for Australia. I mean, did you see his interviews? Like, Australia! Oh, yeah! Um, I mean, great, Keegan. You won us a gold, but I'm still in this mindset of, really? This guy is an Olympic gold medalist for Australia? Yeah, it's such an odd one. I feel like the park was definitely better than the street, but just to like to echo everything you guys said on on yesterday's episode is just, it just feels weird and wrong that these, like it just is not serious or like prestigious enough. It's not, it's just really different to like the winter games. You think it would be similar to, to some of the sports there, like snowboarding and, and some of those like big air and like the ski cross or whatever. But it's just, it's not. There's not the level of seriousness. There's not the level of competitiveness. Everybody was cheering on like how supportive everybody was of each other, which I get is great. But to me, it was kind of frustrating because I'm like, I want them, like there's no issue with them being proud of people from other countries, but I want them to win like for themselves. And it just felt like there wasn't any um, sense of, I want to do the best I possibly can. It was like, well, if I win a medal, great. If I don't, whatever. I just... I don't feel like that's in like the the spirit of the Olympics. You're like yeah. you should be trying your hardest. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. And if you think it can't get any worse, let's all just have a friendly reminder that break dancing is a part of Paris. So I think that's even going to be worse come 2024. And as we hear 158, 7,000 times a day, remember Paris is only three years away, Jared. Just to uh to to clarify that one there, but uh, I mean, do you have anything to say on the on the canoers? Because that was great, that was fantastic. I mean, Tom Green, talk this guy out more again. Literally, 
I want to get better at surf lifesaving. I'll take up canoeing and maybe just go to the Olympics as some extra practice. And he wins a freaking Olympic gold medal. Can I take up something for practice to improve my podcasting and win an Olympic gold medal? Please tell me what sport I can do that in. Yeah, this was just so unexpected and like the pole this was the polar opposite of the skateboarding like you could see how like happy they were with their achievement they were like crying on the podium it was just wonderful to see them be so emotional about this medal and that's just what the olympics should be like yeah and it was just we mentioned that we might there's got to be like this a shock moment of the games and i feel like the decathlon probably is more that moment, but this Completely is right agree. up there as well. I think the one thing I will say about canoe kayak is I, I think this is one of those sports that I forget how much I love. And like, to me, it's almost treated, I think in this country is like rowing's ugly stepsister because it's sort of, it's all about the rowing. And then this happens. And then we usually get a sneaky silver or sneaky bronze, but they kept talking up Ken Wallace, who of course won a gold for us in Beijing, a steam champion. I think he's our vice chief demission or something like that. Cause they keep talking about how he's there with team Australia. I mean, he's a, absolute legend in this country but he's somebody who very rarely gets talked about uh it's it's a great sport to watch and like i love the fact that you've got slalom then you've kind of got the canoe which is more you're kneeling in a boat like it's just it's a fun sport to watch and then you you look at someone like lisa carrington who's obviously in with another medal shot tomorrow i mean i just want to say this right now i want to talk this up more in paris because i feel this is that sport that every time it comes on the olympics i forget how great it is and then the slalom too is fantastic as well not just because of jess before Colin yells at us. Canoe Salem has always been a sport that I've liked watching. Yeah, this is great. And th- the fact that we have kind of a bit of like we're building a bit of like a history here in like the sport as well is something that I think we should be, yeah, celebrating more, looking forward to um, putting more money and effort into it as something that I think we could generally do really good at. And I think it just, yeah, it does feel like it's the um, ugly step uh, sister of uh the um the rowing i think too because it's so like late in the olympics and rowing is so early yeah like it feels like it's almost an afterthought where they schedule it so it'd be great to see if it could get scheduled earlier in the mix and then maybe switch it around and put it at the front and put rowing at the end for once meanwhile just as we talk jamaica have just won gold in the women's four by one uh so they've had a pretty poor games when it comes to the men's side of things but uh i know they got the hurdles but uh gold here so that will uh be um, Shelly Ann Fraser Price's first, and is that um, Elaine Thompson's third gold of these games? Then I believe so. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty, pretty dominant performance there. She's almost as good as uh, Lisa Carrington. So there you go. She's won the same amount of gold, and it looks like USA got silver and possibly Britain bronze. Uh, oh, gee, aren't Jamaica happy? Jeez, thrilled. Jamaica cannot stop celebrating. My goodness, they're happy to win a gold medal. Um, wow. Um, meanwhile, in the soccer, 13 minutes to go, still one all. So uh, we'll maybe switch focus to the 4 by one men's and then we'll switch back to the soccer if it goes to extra time and penalties. Um, so outside, actually, you listened to the show yesterday, so you heard my reaction to realising San Marino won another fucking medal yesterday. I mean, how is this, Jared, from having none to three? The Yeah, this is the story of the games. Yeah, The fact that it's always so exciting when a country wins their first Olympic medal and you expect that when it happens, it's just going to be the one in like the games of like, okay, they broke the drought, they got one. And then maybe who knows like how long we're going to be waiting until they get another. For a first time country to get three medals in the same Olympics kind of out of nowhere is just so exciting. And the fact that it's San Marino and it has that tie to to Eurovision as well and just... uh, 
it's just such a fun country in Eurovision and the fact that they've broke through like at this Olympics is just, it's perfect. I love how you said on the episode yesterday that these Olympics have been great because we've had so many like first time um, countries like winning medals, which is true. It feels like it's been more spread out than, than Olympics in the past and a lot of surprise medals here and there. So um, yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been a great games from that point of view. San Marino has a population of 33,000 people. To put that into context, India, a country with a population of about one and a half billion people, has only won two more medals than San Marino. So, uh, yeah, absolutely crazy. It'd be interesting to sort of check the stat books and see how many. So, 89 countries have won medals at these Olympics. So, uh, I'm not sure what the record is. Um, but, yeah, absolutely incredible. And I'm glad to see that the Americans winning silver are more excited than the Jamaicans winning gold. So, um We've lost the same bolt, haven't we? We miss the same bolt. <laughs> um, like these Jamaican girls must hate each other. Clearly, um, so other results today. Just while we've still got a couple going on, of course, uh, the men's five thousand meters. As I said, Canada got the silver. It was gold to Joshua Cheptegai or Cheptegai of Uganda. Bronze went to the US. The fifty k walk, as we said, off the podiums. Evan Dumphy got bronze, while uh, David David uh, Tomala of Poland took the gold ahead of Germany's Jonathan Hilbert. Women's 400, Sean A. Miller Iubu, Iubu, uh, back-to-back gold for her from the Bahamas, silver to Dominican Republic's Marilady Polino, and Alison Felix, her 10th Olympic medal, most decorated female uh, athlete of all time in athletics from the US. Great result there. Her name might come up later on today in the episode. Who knows? Um, the women's 1,500 metres, Faith Kipigon of Kenya in the Olympic record, ahead of Britain's Laura Muir and Netherlands' Safan Hassan. 20K walk uh, went to Italy and Antonio Palmisiano, silver to Colombia, bronze to China, and the women's javelin, uh, as we just talked about, Kelsey Lee Barber, our world champion, bronze for Australia. It was gold to China's Xi Ying Lu, and Poland got the silver in that one. Now in the boxing, wow, the, the Cubans are still on fire. Uh, Julio Cesar La Cruz took the gold in the men's heavyweight uh, ahead of Rock, and of course that was one that David Nico got the bronze for New Zealand, as well as Brazil getting the other bronze in that one. Cycling, the Dutch got the men's sprint with Harry Laverson against his own teammate Jeffrey Hoogland. Uh, gold and silver and bronze went to Britain. Britain got the women's Madison ahead of Denmark and Rock. Field hockey, uh, the Dutch women got the gold ahead of the Argentinians, and Britain, it couldn't be double bronze, sadly, for India. That was a bit sad, but uh, Britain got the bronze there. The, I could see the Indian PM still congratulated the women on getting fourth, so uh, good work there uh, for India. They've had a great games in hockey. Uh, US, as we know, got the bronze in uh, the soccer yesterday. We know that it's Canada, Sweden. Any thoughts on the Matildas, Jared? Uh, I mean, still obviously great fourth. And we should have mentioned Sam Kerr is now officially the highest ever scorer in uh, women's football in Australia. Yeah, I think it was a great result. There was obviously a lot of hype to live up to that they've kind of generated over the past couple of years. So the fact that they're able to to get their best result to make the semis and to put in a really credible effort against the US too, because I feel like the US easily could have run away with that game the way it was going. And the fact that we kept it to just a one goal loss was really impressive. I have to say, as much as Australians whinge at referee calls, I, I did catch the controversy at the end there where the referee basically didn't add extra time on to the uh, additional time when there was all this controversy. That was a bit That was a bit bullshit. I'll, I'll, I'll jump on the Australian complaining for that one. Um, karate, which I want to get your thoughts on to see if you've watched any of it. The men's 75 kilos went to Italy. Luigi Bussa took the gold ahead of Azerbaijan. Hungary and Ukraine got the bronzes there. And the men's cutter, is this the first Japanese gold? Because I feel Japanese should win this all the time, shouldn't they? Uh, gold in the men's cutter. 
Qatar to Rio Kiuna ahead of Spain and the US and Turkey. I think that would be the US's first ever karate medal. And I've got an answer to our stat from yesterday too, the question I posed about sports the USA have never won medals in. I'll get to that shortly. Uh, women's 61 kilos went to Serbia. Jovana Prekovic ahead of China and Egypt and Turkey got the bronzes there. Modern pentathlon. Oh, I've been watching this all day. And I've got lots of stories to talk about this. But uh, gold to Britain. Of course, it had to be freaking Britain taking Chloe's title. Uh, Kate French took it. And not only that, she beat Chloe's Olympic record. Screw you, Kate French. Congratulations on the gold, though. Uh, silver to Laura Azadisk. I, I heard her name pronounced about 50 times today, but I'm not even going to get there. Lithuania became the first ever modern pentathlete female athlete to win two medals in the sport. So her name might come out later on today as a possible nominee for something. And bronze went to the happy Hungarians. Sport climbing, it was Slovenia taking the gold and the women's combined. Janja Garnbrett ahead of Japan and Japan. Uh, table tennis. China took the men's team. Surprise, surprise. Germany, the silver, and Japan, the bronze. You may hear some more table tennis very shortly in our commentary segment. Volleyball, as we know, gold went to the US with Australia getting the silver. And Switzerland, the great beach and volleyball nation of Switzerland, took the bronze. And in the wrestling, it was gold to Rox Zorobik Sidakov in the men's freestyle 74 kilos ahead of Belarus, Uzbekistan, and the US. In the men's freestyle 125 kilos, gold to the US, Gable Stevenson. What a name, Gable Stevenson. Sounds like a Bond villain. Uh, took the gold ahead of Georgia and bronze went to Iran and Turkey. While in the women's freestyle, 53 kilos. Mayu Mukeda from Japan ahead of China, Belarus and Mongolia. Before I get the medal ta- table up, Jared, did you, have you caught any of the uh, the karate? And what did you think of the karate? I caught a little bit of the karate. Um, my biggest question was I only saw the one... Uh, match bout whatever it's called um is it normal that they yell so much in the karate just on oh. every every hit or punch or it just happened to be the match that i was watching because these two women were just, just screaming at each other i saw a bit of yelling I, i'm guessing it's a bit common but um the, the one i saw today uh the aussie uh didn't do very well but um at one point he got his competitor on the ground and apparently, are you allowed to, like, punch them while they're down? Because I guess he was on the ground. He, like, let in and, like, let in a couple of punches. Like, if that's how this sport works, maybe I need to watch more of it. Kick them while they're down. Literally, it was great. It's enough that the commentators would be happy with that. I was listening to the commentary, and it was actually quite nice because they were doing a lot of, like, explaining the sport and how it worked, which was good because they just had no idea. But they kept going on about how and this is not when they're not trying to uh, injure the opponent or get in a, a strong hit. It's more about the technique and form here. So it's more about grazing the opponent with the strike. I'm like, what is this? No, hit him as hard as you can. Where's the um, Where's the knockout as, as a last resort? <laughs> I actually, I think the commentary for that, I think they're the same taekwondo guys I was trying to tell you about the with the great. So, and it's a Scottish guy. Uh, I think he was the one who was doing the great sort of, uh, you, you know, all the puns and everything the other night. So um, I don't think he was quite on form in the karate. But, uh, yeah, it's sad. It's sad that this is kind of it for the Olympics. Because, I mean, it's 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 much better than skateboarding. Um, so, anyway, uh, the medal table, uh, as of right now, obviously, again, with a, at least, what, one more to go? Well, two more with the soccer and the men's 4 by one So uh, China, I, I've got to say, China's probably secured it now. Uh, the top there, five gold ahead, although we've got lots of golds being decided tomorrow. So I guess plenty still can happen for the U.S. Uh, 36 gold, 26 silver, 17 bronze for China, 79. The U.S. are only two medals away 
from getting that 100, uh, 31 gold, 36 silver, 31 bronze, 98 in total. Japan, 24 gold, 11 silver, 16 bronze, 51 in total. It's their most successful Olympics ever. Congratulations, Japan. Sadly for Australia, the inevitable has happened. We're fallen from fourth and fifth. Uh, Australia dropped to six. I'll get to that in a minute. But Britain have jumped up into fourth, 18 gold, 19 silver, 20 bronze, 57 in total. Rock, 17 gold, 23 silver, 22 bronze, 62 in total. Australia... Six, 17 gold, six silver, 21 bronze, 44. We're about 10 away from our 54 projection, Jared, but if the boomers can get this bronze, uh, then 45, nine away, not too bad. We'll take that. Canada, 15th, five gold, six silver, nine bronze. We're obviously waiting for the four by one men, so a, a good shot at another medal here for Canada with no US. It'll be interesting. Of course, if they get the gold here in the soccer, it's still one all with three minutes to go. They could jump up to seven, and if they were to get to seven tonight, that would move them in above New Zealand because they've won more bronzes. So no pressure, Canada. Arch rivals, uh, New Zealand going on there. Um, before I go through some Australia and Canada results, why don't we ask what did we watch today? Jared, get this one uh, done with for the day. Yeah, I caught a bit of both the uh, both the walks. Um, uh, which was great to see the Aussies do so well in, in, in both of those. And I think they mentioned some set about the men's, the fact that I think we finished in the top 10 every race walk since Atlanta or something like that, um, which I thought was impressive. And then outside of that, the rhythmic gymnastics caught a bit of that. You were um, loving that. You were messing with uh, us today. The real Olympics have begun. <laughs> it's just so good. It's just such a random combination of, of disciplines um obviously uh, a bit of the field events the the javelin um some track events as well and then i did see um i did see the modern pentathlon as well i made a point of of watching that because i just love that finish that's what i was gonna like i like that the decathlon is point space but i would almost love if the decathlon had the the same end so that they're all spaced out on the track because it was very hard to tell although that did add to the excitement uh, yesterday, hard to tell, like he's got to finish within a certain time with these people, but like not knowing each person's time as they cross, like having to wait as well. Um, but I just love that format of them being spaced out based on their previous results and them having to run people down who are ahead of them. I think it's just, it's great to watch. Yeah, I agree. And, and they always bring up Chloe because why wouldn't we? I mean, that's kind of what she got famously winning that in Rio. But uh, the thing that I loved about the modern pentathlon they went all out for the stadium experience. I don't think they usually do this. I think generally they kind of share it around the venue. So they'll have the swimming in the aquatic center. They'll have the equestrian at the equestrian park, things like that. They literally at a stadium had everything under one roof. You had a, a custom built pool in the corner. You had like a fencing little stadium thing with like inflatable arches above it. You had a show jumping course. And then the running was around the show jumping with the shooting in the middle of that was that was brilliant. I'll tell you one thing. If they do that in Brisbane, do that at Suncorp, do that at the Gabba, do that down in Metricon, I'm, I'm buying front row tickets for that. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah, I, and I think that is the kind of preferred format moving forward. I feel like I read that somewhere. So, um, yeah, I just think it's so cool to see all of the, the like you say, all of the apparatus in, like, the, the one venue, the, like, the swimming pool. The fact, that, the fact that there's a swimming pool in there as well is just yeah. so good. Just I just saw those long shots they kept showing where it was just like, here's this freaking pool sitting in the corner, just like ready to go. It's, that that would have been epic to see if like crowds were allowed. Like, would they sold that stadium out? Like, imagine you got like a nosebleed. Like, would you go, oh, modern pentathlon? Like, oh, which event? All of them. They're all in the one stadium. Like, get on board with it. <laughs> 
Ah, so good. And I'm still wearing the shirt because I'm glad I bought this one, basically. Um, Yeah, I caught a lot of the modern pentathlon. I mainly watched uh, the majority of that today. I watched the boxing. I watched Harry uh, fight. I actually missed the beach volleyball this morning, um, but uh, I I kind of wasn't very... I wasn't feeling it very well for Harry. It wasn't very very close in the beach volleyball either. It was a bit kind of a a letdown. Like, we did kind of stage a bit of a comeback, but... Uh, it was it was bad. I think we were up two 0 in the second set, and next thing you know, we were down ten two. So it just it just wasn't their day. I think beating Canada was our gold medal. Like I yes. think kind of anything yeah. from that was a bonus because they they were not talked about at all. I think for a medal chance, were they? So um, yeah, and Harry, like I will say, Harry's so humble in defeat. Like he was basically almost talking about how he was so excited to fight him because he'd been looking at this guy for like years. So, and I mean, he got dominated. It was, it wasn't even a, a chance there. And Harry's so humble. It wasn't like one of these ones with the boxers, even when they've like clearly lost, they're like going like, Oh yeah, I've definitely won. Like he was clapping this guy basically the knowing that he'd won. Um, yeah, I mainly watched the modern pentathlon today. I just had that on basically all day in the background. So a bit of the diving, um, bit of the cycling, mainly athletics tonight. And obviously I've seen a bit of the soccer out of the corner of my eye right now. And a bit of the karate. Uh, we are 90 minutes plus 90 seconds of additional time. Still one all here. Sweden are pushing into attack, uh, with the last disc, last dish, dit, ditch. That's the word I'm looking for. Effort to, uh, try and, uh, get something here now. So I might just keep this on here for the final two minutes because the, uh, the four by one won't start before that um yeah i'm gonna save the results very shortly because that will take a bit of time let's go to the commentary right now uh colin and i again colin and jared don't want to be in the same room to each other uh we watch some table tennis because you know it's a fun sport and we wanted to commentate on it so here's colin and i commentating table tennis yes welcome to the tokyo metropolitan gymnasium for the event that everybody in table tennis has been talking about for five years. It is the matchup between bitter, bitter table tennis rivals, Japan and Sweden. We are deep into this match and we're about to see the third and final set. But to talk about this and get ourselves even more excited for this, it's 1984 table tennis 87th place finisher, Colin Hilding. Colin, first of all, welcome back. It's a pleasure to have you here in the commentary box. Always thrilled to be here for the epic battle between tables and tennis. Always, always a battle between those two apparatuses. We've got Koki Niwa of Japan here wiping his face, getting the sweat off the brow, ready to go up against his bitter rival from Sweden, Matthias Falk. Now, Colin, you talk about bitter rivals in sport. You think of the Red Sox and the Yankees, the Leafs and the Canadians, Canada and USA, Australia versus New Zealand, but you think of Sweden and Japan, the number one, don't you? I mean, if it's not number one, it's second behind Lubick and Waterworth. Oh, so much so, as we're seeing right now the uh, third set beginning. Of course, uh, Niwa is leading this one. Two sets love. This is the team competition, and if Japan win this, they will move through to the semi-final. And, oh, what a shot there for oh. Niwa. That's that's a Niwa special, isn't it, Colin? I, I, I think that he may have greased that ball a little bit with his brow sweat. Uh, debatable whether it's a legal move or not. Uh, but uh, we'll see how the judges rule on this by the end. Of course, it's first to 11, and uh, first to 11 gets to pants the other competitor as well. As uh, for that, because the underarm the Swede just there. spat on the ball. Wow. He's like, a very... I raise your sweat with my saliva. 
very traditional Swedish table tennis move there. As you see, the spit there just fly off the ball, and as he tried to flick it back there, Niwa says, no, I will not take your spit. I prefer to swallow, and he does exactly that, and the ball bounces off the table. 3 nothing Japan here, Colin. Can the Swedes come back as he sips on the Swedish special sauce? Yeah, well, you know what? And the coach is wearing a mask because he knows the saliva is all over the place. You don't want to run any risks with COVID wandering around the athlete's village. Uh, we got spit. We got sweat. It's just very unsanitary here. He's giving no, him a lecture about it right now. I do believe the Swedish special sauce is otherwise known as Waterloo, of course, uh, named after the very famous song by that Swedish band that some people have heard of. But I also believe you have to construct it with uh, pieces bought at Ikea before you can drink the Swedish special sauce. Well, also, uh, little known fact, the Swedish table tennis player here also is built from pieces from Ikea. Wow, that's a fantastic fact. Colin Hilding with the facts there. Uh, remember to tweet us at hashtag Colin Facts if you've got any that you want him to read out. Now, interesting move here from Niwa, just bowing to the judges to say, look, I am, I'm going to win this, and he nods and says that was a good bow. Gets a bit more spit on the fingers and wipes the snot yeah, There's the a little nose. bit of he, snot this time. Yeah, he likes the liquid there, but a 3 nothing lead here in the third set. Do you think the Swedish special sauce will help Matthias here as he gets ready to kind of go for this little flick spit serve that he's going through, uh, about to go through now? Well, I think he's got a full spit drool there that he just ladled the paddle with there. Oh, oh and it's working for him. Wow. Wow. Working if he wants to lose a match. 4 nothing now for Niwa. And he just eyes his opponents, bounces the ball on the ground, which is an interesting move. The table's in front of you, Niwa, but he goes for the ground instead. He pings. He pongs. He pings. He pongs. He pongs. Oh, it's off. It's ponged. It's ponged. It's very oh. pongy there from Matthias. Ponged right to the floor. There was some authority with that swing. Wow. The Swedes love it. He ponged all over that one. Now for Japan. The ping. The pong. The ping. The pong. Oh, the pong from Sweden again. It's got some stench on it, Colin Hilding. It smells like Swedish meatballs. What a shot there from Fouch. I can smell it all the way over here, and it's making me hungry. Wow. I have not seen Swedish action like that since Pierce Brosnan in Mamma Mia. My goodness no. me. 4 Please 2 don't now. Remind me. Sorry, sorry, that's a dark moment in Swedish history. And Matthias got two points back now. What can he's, he do? You know what? He's, he's changing it up here. You can tell that for him. He's going for the pong to the ping, not the ping to the pong. Oh, you're pong right, you're ping. right. Pong to the ping, pong to the ping, pong oh. to the ping. Oh! Well, yes. there goes that strategy. Speechless, speechless. When you flick the pong up to the ping, Japan are going to ping on that pong straight away, and he did immediately. That's, that's what makes Niwa so good at this sport, Colin Hilding. I think I just ponged in my pants watching that exchange. Wow. Oh, didn't we all? All right, now what's he going to flip this up? Well, I think he's going to table the tennis instead now. He tables. Oh, tennis. Table. Tennis. Table. Oh, no. Too much table on that tennis. And I think he took one oh. in the eye. He did, I think. I think you picked up on that one, Colin. But as we know in Sweden, it just takes a bit of instructions, and you can just put it back in there. So he's uh, whipped out the Swedish instructions, and oh, there you go. Flat packed it back up. Great work there. Are, are we positive that's the ball and not the Swede's eye? Well, I, I don't know. There's a bit of blood on the table there. Oh. As, oh, Japan are clapping the blood. They like the blood. The Japanese see blood you here, know Colin. they do. They're like sharks in the water. Table tennis death match. Wow, this got personal. Niwa wipes the snot back on the ball. He bounces his eye. I can see it, the eye there. Now, will this yeah. help Matthias? Because maybe he can see a little bit better when he hits himself on the racket. Oh, he's on his butt! Oh, no, look at oh. this. He's lost, he's lost his balance or he has vertigo or something. Well, when you're playing with one eye, that often happens. Now, he's on the ground now. Happen, yes. Now, he's, he's playing with his shoelace. Now, that is an injured shoelace that he has held throughout this tournament. 
Now take a look here as he falls on his butt. Just there he goes. Oh no. Oh. As you said, vertigo. And oh no. Yeah. It's that shoelace injury. That's not looking good for him. As he just you goes know, back on. Oh no. You wanted to tape the shoelace up with rock tape, but there's been a lot of controversy at these Olympics about <laughs> injuries and rock tape. Yes, because we know that uh, a lot of the rock tape are still waiting their positive or negative drug test results, so mm -hmm. they may not or may not be legal to do that. Now, we've got the change events here, so more Swedish sauce. What, what's uh, what's Niwa drinking here? What's the uh, the juice of choice when it comes for Japanese table tennis athletes? So that's replacement saliva from the coaches that they've supplied. It is drying up in the mouth right now, uh, so they do need more saliva, often brought in from the outside. Interesting strategy there. Now, it's interesting here to see Matthias not going for the replacement eyeball. Instead, he's going for the saliva on the racket here. Is it a racket or a paddle, Colin? I always get my uh, terminologies confused in the ball sports with tennis in them. Uh, I think we could just err on the safe side and call it a packet. Right. I'll, I'll go with that. Of course, we haven't seen the packet hitter as good as uh, the great F. Gump, who took on China all those years ago. Now, Matthias. One-eyed Matthias. Just in the steeps of history. Now he pings it. He pongs. He pings. He pongs. Oh, he pongs it back. He pings it. Oh, oh the swip over. Pong on the ping. Wow. That was a double pong. Goodness and I me. Think he may have locked this up. 8 3. He's pulled a point back. This is the closest Sweden have ever been to Japan in a game of table tennis at the Olympics in history. We are seeing history in front of us right now. As he pings, he pongs, he pings, he pongs. Double ping! And he misses oh, it! He took it to the crotch and look at it. The Japanese did not even sell that. Oh, my goodness. The blood that got sniffed before. And now Japan moved two points away from a semi-final spot in this team event. Matthias can't believe it. The double pong. It's his special move. He's been practicing that so much, Colin. He'll be regretting that for the rest of his life. Yeah, you know what? Bad things happen when you're playing with one eye. Oh, well. You'd think that Niwa had one eye there because I think he tried to aim that for another table in the set next to him there, but the Swedes love it. 9-4. Well, he was aiming for the coaches, saying, you know what, this saliva is not doing me any favours. Niwa is going to tennis this one up. Tennis, table, tennis, table. Oh, and he's missed the table, Matthias. And you know what that means, Colin? That's six match wow. points, which you know what that means. We're going to play this sound. Oh, it's the gobbledygook round of bingo. Niwa, oh, the bring gobbledygook. it on. Wow. I do love a good gobbledygook. This is exciting now. Japan with the gobbledygook chance for the first time. Matthias serves. Back to Niwa. Oh, and Matthias has pulled one oh. back. Oh, he's prevented the first gobbledygook point. And Jeez. see, interesting strategy. He's now oiling up his forearms with the sweat. Uh, he may be ditching the packet altogether and just playing this all with his hands and arms. Now, what is the purpose behind that? Does that bring him some strategy to prevent the gobbledygook? I mean, at what point does that really help him along the way here? It's all mind games. Uh, it's just saying to your opponent, look at me, I own you. I don't even need a paddle, a racket, or a packet. I can do this all on my own. See, and they brought in new saliva. He looks happier with this one. It's a little more chilled. Definitely. Another great Colin Hilding fact. Hashtag Colin Facts. Now, 10-5 here in the third. Of course, Niwa took the first 12-10, then 11-5. Now, Matthias here. Oh, and look at that. They're they playing against the clock. we got 31 seconds left before the nuke detonates. Wow. Who will cut the blue wire? I, I don't know. It's usually That's usually Matthias's job, but he's got one eye, Colin. I don't know. This oh. this could be dangerous. We've got gobbledygooks. We've got nukes. Will he be able to determine the color with one eye? I don't know. Tell you what, Colin. I'm I mean, actually regretting coming in 
to the studio to record this year today because we are very close to that table and that nuke. Well, look, at the end of the day, we're all going to go out some way. What better way to go out when you've got gobbledygooks and one-eyed table tennis players around us? I mean, I was just about to say, I mean, look at the crowd here just going off and the kids around, the, the kids love table tennis, Colin, don't they? And this is what they're here for, yeah. You know what? They, there will be combining in Paris table tennis and breakdancing. Oh. Uh, that's uh, going to be the new sport. So you think the kids are going crazy here. Wait till you get break table tennis. Breaking news from Tokyo today as we've got the uh, final point. Possibly here's Ping the Pong. The Pong back to Ping. Oh, oh what a Pong. Oh, my oh. goodness. From oh. about 45 feet away. Jeez. He's within four now, Matthias. This is Stockholm's going off. I haven't seen them go off this bad since they last won Eurovision. This is incredible. He saved another gobbledygook. What can Niwa do here? He pongs, he pings, he pongs, he pings! It's in the air! It's over! Oh, victory for Japan! Oh. Listen to the victory music! There it is! Japan are through to the semis! Niwa, look at the emotion on this young kid's face! He is going off, Colin Hilding! Proving once and for all, two eyes beats one. And proving once and for all, if the Japanese throw a nuke out there, you better watch out. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not shout, I'm telling you why. Japan are coming to the semi-finals. And what sportsmanship here from the Swedes coming up to the Japanese. We know they hate each other. That nuclear bomb was set there deliberately by the Swedes. They wanted to bring back Nagasaki. They wanted to bring back Hiroshima. But Japan stood up firm and said, nope, this is not 1945, this is 2020. And we are going to stand up to this. And they have done it big time here in Tokyo, Colin Hilding. The home crowd are going off. Uh, not on their watch. Uh, this this is all Japan right now. Uh, this will be the headline story at the end of these games. Forget about Naomi choking. Forget about treadmills. It's all the table tennis as they move on to the semifinals. They're pretty much guaranteed a medal at this point. I mean, let's just say it. Look, I'm going to say this right now, Colin. It's something that people haven't been wanting to say, but I'm going to be the first to say it. Koki Niwa was robbed of lighting the cauldron at the opening ceremony. Let's be honest. He's he's mm. relieved all the pressure. Naomi couldn't deal with the pressure. She's done. But he did, and look at this performance. Absolutely dumb. The only one of his teammates to go three donut, and look at that. Doesn't even need to have his teammate play. That's how much he cares about his team. He cares about his country. He stops nuclear bombs. He gets to spit on everything, and what a what a man. What what a man. My man of the Olympics, Colin Hilding. Bring him up here. I want him to give him a lick. I want to give him a lick all over. Come Niwa, come here. Come here. You have anything to say here, Niwa? <laughs> oh, this doesn't work well with the mask. You can come back later when you can unmask. Let me lick that man later on. But right now, we're going to lick ourselves back to the Off The Podium studio because that's all we've got time for today. It's back to Ben and Colin and maybe Jared. Wow, I didn't know that the pings and the pongs were so prominent in that sport, Jared. So that was exciting. Have you ever, have you ever watched uh, table tennis live before? I have watched a bit. I did see um, a couple of days ago, like when the Aussie men got knocked out and one of the players just like chucked his like chucked his paddle across the room. I was waiting for the call of like racket abuse, but um, evidently no rules in table tennis surrounding that. It was it was one of the sports I was lucky to see live at the Commonwealth Games because the boxing where that was uh, at Movie World was um, at the same site you had squash and table tennis. So sort of in between sessions of boxing, I could just go in 
and uh, watch it. And I, I often enjoyed watching it because, it, like, you kind of got, like, the three or four courts in front of you, so you kind of choose which one you're watching. Um, and I got to see badminton too. So all those sports kind of those – like, I love tennis. I'm, I'm like you. I absolutely adore tennis. Uh, but, I mean, some of those sports are kind of very interesting to watch. And squash too is actually weirdly entertaining as well. So I know you're a big advocate for squash becoming an Olympic sport, Jared. So have you, have you yeah, seen Squash Live or played It should squash? be back. It should be back. Like, just bring it back. Bring back all the sports. Yeah, all kick the racket. skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> bring, bring in squash. Bring in squash, skateboarding, kick it out. Uh, bring in cricket, uh, which is a big chance. I, I think they're actually talking about really bringing that in for L.A., like not even Brisbane. Like it could already be on the cards for LA, which is a, a unique one. But uh, it'll be interesting to see here. There's about 10 seconds to go here of additional time. The referee's looking at a watch. Are they going to blow it here? It's right in the center of the pitch. You're going to have to blow the whistle here, love. Yep. Uh, oh, no, they're letting Sweden have one more attack. No, they're blowing the whistle. Extra time for the gold medal. Wow. I do like Channel 7's go-to now is... Oh, let's just do what they do in the high jump and share the medal. Like, that's what they wanted to do in the hockey. Um, which, you know, yes, no, maybe. All right, okay. Before we get, we've got the four by ones about to start now. No USA in this event, Jared. And of course, Jamaica. Johan Blake's running. He didn't run any of the individuals, did he? But he's in the relay team. So, oh, DeGrasse has got, he's got, he's, uh, he's gotten rid of the gold glasses because he's won the gold. So, all right. Are you excited for this? This is an off-the-podium medal. This is a Ben Waterworth medal being the medal drought for Ben Waterworth. It's my last chance. Literally I, my last chance. I am excited. I feel like watching all the, like, the heats of this, the, the changeovers were so bad. I'm just <laughs> excited to see if they can improve. Some of them were just like horrible. I think I mentioned last night I enjoyed the athletics relays more than the swimming. There's just something about them that's just fun. And we kind of bring sort of commentary to this, but not really commentary. Their butts are in the air. They're off. All right. Canada uh, in lane six. Jamaica lane five. Um, and you can never tell who's winning these around the bend, but uh, oh, Canada's got the baton. That's good. They haven't dropped it. That's a good start. All right. I don't know which Canadian's got it. Yep. It's not, I think DeGrasse would be last, no doubt. And oh, they still got the baton. That's good. They're coming in the bend here. They're looking good, Canada. Looks like Britain are in front right now. Not Britain. Don't give Britain another freaking gold. Oh. All right, this is the last one. DeGrasse is marching him down. Britain's going to win this. It's Italy. Italy's going to win another gold in this goddamn event. And China's there. Oh, Canada's got bronze. Ah, oh, Ben Waterworth's got a medal. Initially. finish. <laughs> what the hell are Italy winning this? Stop it. I can't have Italy keep winning medals in sprinting. Uh, well, you know, when you got the fastest man in the world. Wow. I mean, in all seriousness, Britain got prevented and I think Canada pipped the bronze there. So DeGrasse is 100% still. We talked about that last night. He's six from six. So he's equal second now in the history of great Canadian medalists. 100% if you don't mind. And uh, that means that Ben Waterworth has an athlete who got a medal. Brendan Rodney's got a medal. Yes. Wow, Colin Hilding's had a great game, though. Three to Kylie, Mm. one to Evan, one to Aaron. Five medals. Britain are choking each other. If we want people to win, who to send them to? Yeah. Well, I mean, the Australians are not looking too well for for Ben. Um, We'll see how that goes for the winter. But holy crap balls, Italy. Who knew they could run so fast? (laughs) Uh, I'm just waiting for confirmation. DeGrasse is looking up. 
The Brits are choking each other still. I don't, I don't get this choking of the Brits. Did the women, the women got a, was it bronze? So the, the good sprinting from the Brits. Shouldn't be praising it. And this Italian guy's happy. Look at him. And, oh, one, is he crying, the other Italian? He is. Oh, look at him. Oh, he's going to break down. Oh, don't you love to see it? This is great, uh, great podcasting right now, obviously. Oh, they've got packets. There we go. There's the flags. Did you see that? They've got packets. They've just gone down to the reject shop. <laughs> That's why they have uh, an extra extra stripe on the uh, the Union Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've just gone down to the local the local <laughs> store. Now, just wait, watching the last change. Are they looking for an encroachment? Oh, the British guy nearly ran into the other lane. Is that what they're looking at there? Maybe Canada could get silver here if they... Uh, Disqualify them. Yeah, possibly. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. China came barnstorming home. Was that mm. Zhu, the one who made the final the other day? But the the Italian who won the 100, he didn't even run the last no, leg. No, I know. That's ballsy by Italy. So this last guy, where was he? And Jamaica hasn't even meddled. That's crazy. Look at China mow down Jamaica. DeGrasse, he just has that extra burn on him. And I think, to, yeah, DeGrasse is well ahead of China there. So Canada, what are they waiting for? Canada's clearly got the bronze. And check out the bulge on DeGrasse. No wonder he wins so many medals. Holy crap, it's bouncing everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Jamie's listening. She'll be appreciating that. Uh, Jamaica got fifth. Jamaica got beaten by China. Wow. There you go. Canada with the bronze. Italy gold. <laughs> Italy gold. I can't even. I. Wow. All right. Well, off the podium, has won two medals today. Good job. Meanwhile, uh, the soccer, I think we're still in the intermission. So, uh, anyway. Um, all right. So, Canada's uh, added a couple of medals to the, the tally tonight. That's good. So, outside of that, results for them. Uh, obviously, the women are playing right now. Um, I should say Matthew Billadeau in the uh, walk finished 45th. Uh, and also, this was Canada's first ever medal in the 50k walk for Evan Dumphy there. So congratulations to him. We already said Mo Ahmed got the silver tonight. Um, now, Gabriella Debus Stafford uh, was about, what, 7th or 8th in the 1500? Has this updated itself? No, it hasn't. Um, in the canoe kayak, uh, Lawrence Vincent Lapointe, after winning a silver medal yesterday, she was in the C2 500 with Katie Vincent, and they are through to the semifinals. Uh, Roland Varga and Connor Fitzpatrick were in the C1 1000 metres. Uh, Varga did not make it through the quarterfinals, but Fitzpatrick is into the semifinals, and Canada did not get through in the K4 500 metres or the K4 500 for men's men and women. Um, Lorian Genest and Kelsey Mitchell were back in the sprint, and they are through to the quarterfinals, both of them. There you go. Congratulations to them. Uh, artistic Swimming. One of our favourites. Great sport. Uh, of course, Claudia Holzner and Jacqueline Simono got fifth in the duet. And they are currently sitting fifth uh, in the team technical routine. Uh, so good for them. In the 10-metre platform diving, um, Nathan Zomba-Murray was fifth and is through to the semis, while Rylan Venz did not make it through. Golf, Brooke Henderson is in 40th. And Elena Sharp is in 44th. And in wrestling, last Canadian was Jordan Steen in the men's 97 kilos. And he had to go up against the reigning Olympic champion of Kyle Snyder. And he lost. 
So, uh, sadly, that is uh, how Canada's day. But, I mean, they've, what, won a silver and two bronzes today. And uh, they're right now pushing through an attack in the soccer. They're uh, on a very good run here. Here's an opportunity. And she shanked it big time. Okay. She must play for Australia. I don't know. <laughs> Another medal is coming for Canada here. We just got to wait and see what color it is. Um, for Australia, uh, in the modern pentathlon, sadly, it wasn't back-to-back gold. Marina Carrier, she was 27th. I think she was about 10th before the mm, run, wasn't she? She? Didn't, she? she didn't have a good uh, laser tag leg or whatever it's called. I love how it's called laser, <laughs> laser sprint or whatever it is. Laser like, run. Action. Think, laser run yeah. like that's actually what it's called uh fantastic name way of calling it so uh there you go so sadly couldn't back up with the chloe there um in rhythmic uh jared's final uh, favorite sport uh lydia lakalova was 23rd and did not progress through in the canoe kayak in the women's K4 500, Australia is through to the semifinals. And as we should mention, Lisa Carrington also through to the semifinals with New Zealand. So uh, on their, on chance to win a fourth medal. Fantastic. Good for her. Um, in the women's C2 500, uh, Australia did not progress through to the semifinals in that one. In the K4 500, Australia did. And uh, will be in the semifinals up against Canada too in their same semifinal. Uh, in the men's C1 1000, Australia did not have a boat in that one. So uh, we do not need to talk about that apparently. Um, in the golf, he's actually, we, we talk about a sneaky bronze for the boomers. We should really talk about a sneaky possible bronze for Hannah Green. Currently in a four-way tie for third, but there's some weather in Tokyo at the moment, which could prevent this from even happening tomorrow. So uh, lots of rain predicted. We saw a lot of rain in the modern pentathlon, but uh, they're going to start early tomorrow. The real threat is lightning. They cannot have lightning in golf. They're scared of lightning, the golfers. So if they do call that off, I believe they will award four bronze medals there. So uh, Hannah Green, a four-way tie. She's five shots off the lead, two shots off silver. Currently held by India, Adika Ashok, and a gold medal so far going to the US. So, I mean, we'll take a sneaky bronze in golf, won't we, Jared? Yeah, I'll be uh, praying for rain. Yeah, bloody hell, go to golf. Um, in equestrian, we do not have a team in the jumping team, so we don't need to talk about that. Diving, uh, Cassiel Rousseau is through to the semifinals after being eighth in the qualifiers. Uh, the, the TikTok guy, Samuel Fricker, though, Jesus, they gave him some promotion in the last 24 hours. He dudded out, 28th. Um, there you go. And Tom Daly, for those wondering, he finished needing his cardigan. See, he's needing something else. I saw him uh, on the diving today, but he's in fourth currently at the moment so uh good for tom um in the cycling australia was seventh in the madison i believe we crashed though didn't we we were fighting for a bronze and i think i read a headline that we did crash out eventually on that one so uh unfortunate but we'll take it um in the 1500 meters we had hull and hall uh, have we gotten around that one yet uh, with it? They seemed very happy with their performance, and their performance saw Hall finish in 6th and uh, Hull finish in 11th. So great result there. And I will say, to correct myself, Gabriella Dubio-Stafford finished one spot ahead of Hull there, 5th place. Um, as we know, Kelsey Lee Barber got the bronze but in the javelin, but Catherine Mitchell got 6th and Mackenzie Little got 8th. Apparently, it's the first time in any field event, men's or women's, that we've had three Australians finish in the top 8. 
So great result there. And you mentioned the walk before, uh, the women's 20K, Jemima Montag was six. Great result there for Jemima. And our two other Aussies, Katie Haywood was 37th and Rebecca Henderson was in 38th. And in the men's walk, we continue that top 10 trend you mentioned about. Uh, Riley and Cowley, eighth place there. Good for him. And that was our only competitor in that one. Uh, so, yes, uh, karate, I should mention. Uh, we did. Why am I saying it like Ross? I feel like I'm talking like Ross from Friends here at the moment. Uh, I'm saying like saying Unagi. Uh, Suneri Yahiro lost all three of his bouts today. And I believe he's only our only karate uh, competitor. So uh, there you go. And outside of that, we've talked about everything now. Sweden's got a corner here, and Canada has defended it very, very well. Now, before we get to Athlete of the Day, because that often takes up a bit of time, and, well, you and I don't. It's that other one that does. wanted to just um, go over a little question I posed yesterday to ourselves, uh, the dominance of the U.S. at the Olympics. Uh, I was wondering what sports they had never meddled in. Now, handball, I will say, is one of the ones I correctly guessed. There are five, six, one, two, three, four, no, five. There are five sports. Now, this doesn't include the new sports. So they've medaled in karate. I don't think they medaled in sport climbing, so you can count that. They medaled in skateboarding. They medaled in surfing, I think. Uh, softball they did, and they will in, well, baseball and softball they've already medaled in. I'll, I'll double check on the surfing and skateboarding, but guess, outside of handball, can you guess the four other sports that the US have never medaled in in the Olympics? Hmm. Yeah, are there any uh, track events? No, so it's not that specific. Uh, it's sort of one is specific. It's a certain type of one sport and I'll be able to explain that, but no, I mean, I'm sure there are track events. They haven't, but they've not gone into specifics of saying they've never meddled in the high jump or something. Okay. Like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, badminton. You are correct. Badminton is one of the sports the U S have never meddled in. Uh, do we just go for a similar line then and say table tennis? You would be correct. Table tennis is another sport the U.S. have never met in. So badminton, handball, table tennis. And just quickly, uh, before you go on the two others, um, the U.S. did medal in sports climbing. The U.S. did medal in skateboarding. And the U.S. did medal in surfing as well as karate. So good on you, U.S., for being so dominant that you've even won in all of the new sports. So well done. Um, I will say the other two, and this might give it away, fall under the same sport. They're two different types of the same sport. And the other one... They're very dominant in. That's a big clue. <laughs> You'll kick yourself when you hear is, it. Is this uh, like some form of swimming? No, no. Gymnastics. Oh. They have never meddled in rhythmic gymnastics and they have never meddled in trampoline, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So uh, there you go. They're the five. And there's one winter sport. Jared, and I was shocked with this one. Give me one winter sport you think the US have never medaled in. Only one. The, um, what's that called? (laughs) I love that sport. Is it like the ski ski jump? 
No, they've medaled in ski jump. Uh, biathlon. They've never medaled um, in biathlon. Which, sense. it's got a gun in it, America. <laughs> like, you can medal in cross-country skiing, but you can't medal in biathlon? Uh, apparently, there was an athlete, uh, I, I believe it might have been in Pyeongchang or Sochi, uh, there was an American who was in a medal position and basically they missed their last shot. And had they got their last shot, they would have won a medal. So, God, all the hopes of biathletes in uh, the US fell on that one athlete's shoulder. That's facet. Like, that's amazing. That is incredible. I can't think of another country. Like, maybe Russia. Maybe I'll have to look up Russia. Um, but, I mean, I don't think Russia's meddling in badminton. I don't think Russia's mm. meddling in tra- well, trampoline, yes. Obviously, rhythmic gymnastics, but handball maybe. But, yeah, I mean, China, I can't imagine, would meddle in, well... But, I mean, China's not going to be meddling like some of these other sports. There, there's an episode for us. We'll, we'll do this. We'll try and find out in terms of medals won in all the sports, who is the most successful. Athlete of the day. Now, Colin actually did not submit a nominee. So, Colin, I, I think the only things you listen to on these episodes is you skip through to this. So, you can't go off at us right now. Uh, I mean, in all seriousness, I, I will put up an honourable mention to Andre de Grasse because I'm sure he's yelling at us right now, Andre de Grasse, Andre de Grasse. In all seriousness, we probably should. I mean, 100%, six from six. Uh, I mean, the same bolt is not 100% at the Olympics. He didn't medal in Athens. So Andre de Grasse, better than better than the same bolt, let's be honest. But uh, he's now, what, won a gold, a silver, and four bronzes. So pretty crazy there uh so i'm just going to put an honorable mention to him because he wasn't on my list before but jared who, who have you got today uh so my nominee comes from the mon pentathlon and she has been mentioned it is uh the lithuanian laura as it does kaidi oh um, look at you go partly because she just has an amazing surname <laughs> but then other than that the fact that she finished second when she went into this run in 13th 52 seconds behind the leader she held the world record in like the event, so you would assume she'd do great. But just she was like sprinting like the whole time. It was incredible to watch. Like her running form was a bit kind of flaily arms weird, <laughs> but she was going so fast. I couldn't like believe it. The fact that she's done like these other events beforehand, she just made everybody else look really slow. Even the girl who won, she made look slow. Yeah. No. Look, I think we're gonna give it to her today because she's she was my my main one. The only other one I have another modern pentathlete here as a potential. But I just want to give a we've got to give a nod to Alison Felix because I feel if Colin wasn't nominating Andre de Grasse, she'd nominate Alison Felix. Ten medals now she has won at the Olympic Games, going back to Beijing, uh, which is absolutely crazy. So uh, she won the two hundred meters in London. All her other golds have come in relays, but then you got to look. She won a silver. Actually, she goes back to Athens. It's even before that. So silver in Athens in the 200, silver in the 200 in Beijing, a silver in the 400 in Rio, and now a bronze in the 400 in Tokyo. The most decorated female athlete in athletics in the history of the sport. So uh, such an amazing result there. But, uh, I mean, I'm agreeing with Laura, but I do want to give a special shout-out to Anika Schley, the German. Did you watch this? This was heartbreaking. She set an Olympic record in the, um, was it the fencing? I think she she held, like, a massive, massive lead going into the show jumping section. And the horse wouldn't do anything. Like, it wasn't even her fault. The horse would not move. It was just, like, standing there, and she is bawling her eyes out she is absolutely in hysterics she is whapping the shit out of this horse with the the crop 
Uh, and like you could just see the frustration. It was really, really hard to watch. And then as she got it going, the horse finally got going. It then started off well. It was like, okay, like the horse is, you know, here we go. Uh, and then the horse at one point just completely smashed into one of the barriers, knocked everything off. Uh, the horse is called Saint Boy, by the way. And she like just, she was in absolute hysterics. Even the commentators, and we'll get to the commentary a bit in the moment because I realize we skipped over that. Even she said, she was like, this is hard to watch. This is hard to commentate on. Um, she apparently was fourth in Rio. And again, looking in such a great uh, position, having set the Olympic record in fencing. So it was heartbreaking. It really was hard to watch. It was kind of like how we put up the the rock sports climber the other day. But um, yeah, and God, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so hard to watch it. Not even the, um, couldn't even blame it on the uh, sumo wrestler gate that they yeah. have at the, the, the um, show jumping. That wasn't here. I'm telling you now, based on the history of Germany, and I, I don't really want to use stereotypes here, but that horse is meat. That horse is dead. It's going to be, t- I mean, they, they shoot a horse at the Melbourne Cup if it break, breaks a leg. I mean, this horse costs Germany a medal. Like, I'm sorry, Saint Boy, but you are Saint dead. Just, uh, you know, put it out there, put it in the grinder, put the sumo in there. I mean, how, how else, you know, like you can't do this to any other athletes at the games. I love horses. I love animals. But I'm saying it right now, Saint Boy, put it in the meat grinder. I just want to add to I don't know if you saw at the um, the ending of the modern path- pentathlon. Did you see that the person responsible for holding up the ribbon at the end? Yes. Like the guy only just got like across before <laughs> yeah. she made it through. Like, he was not paying attention. One volunteer is holding one side and the other guy, you just see him like literally a second before she crossed, like run, sprint in front yep. of her so she could actually yep. go through. I, I did note that down as something. I did see that. That was hilarious. Uh, I mean, this is a photo that, you know, you want on your wall for years to come. Katie French is like, oh, like this is a thing. What's she going to have? Like a half-cocked volunteer going, fuck, put the ribbon up. <laughs> see the blur of him running across as she's running through. Like, like the volunteers at these games have been brilliant. Like they really have been amazing doing their jobs in all these different services. This is she's let it down as much as 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 Saint Boy. Like shoot the volunteer, put her in the meat grinder with Saint Boy. <laughs> you could imagine like so easily though being in that position though. You get the job of holding up the ribbon and you're just standing there forever having a chat to the other person on the other end. And next thing you know, you turn around and then oh, <laughs> quick. Yep. Shit. There it is. My bad. Uh, <laughs> oh well. Um, it is half extra time in the gold medal match. It is still one all. So we're 15 minutes away from penalties. I feel we need to drag this out. I think we need to be on air if this goes to a penalty shootout because uh, why not? Um, commentary fails, moments, uh, fun bits today. Jared, again, Colin didn't send any in. So uh, we're only being those pesky Australians today. I didn't have much to add outside of just like the normal. It was just typical. Like there was a lot of hyping us up in the... Um, in the javelin like beforehand in the lead up and just today was frustrating that they just kept doing replays of sports and it's like I understand that there's kind of less on at the moment but they've gotten a lot worse in terms of they're not showing anything live and pretending that it is and it just it's it's so frustrating that you just have to like resort to the app all the time and you can't kind of like the like don't get me wrong the app's great that you can watch a sport from start to finish but sometimes you do just want that okay, like what's happening? Give me like a little snippet of things around the ground that are live as they're happening. And you just couldn't get it on seven. It was just, 
everything was not live. You'd already seen it before. You'd seen it on seven made and then it was on seven. They had the same thing on at the same time. It's just, it's just gotten really bad as the games have gone along. Do you remember in Athens when SBS uh, had, they, they came to some agreement with SBS and this is obviously before digital channels, but um, they gave SBS a bunch of events. So you could actually watch like the handball would always be on and like, like random sports would just be on. And that was, I mean, look, as much as we bag out Channel 7, we got, as much as the app sucks, I mean, the fact that we can live in a world where we can jump on an app and watch any sport we want is, is pretty, and for free, because I know when Nine did that during London, you had to pay for it, and it was through Foxtel. Um, and then I believe back in Rio, you could get it for free with Seven, and I paid like a $20 fee to get no ads, but they still put ads in it. This time around, it's literally completely free. So, I mean, good for them. But um, that SBS one during um, Athens, I remember that as being like groundbreaking. Because it was just fun to be able to, like, yeah, you watch the Channel 7 coverage, but then all of a sudden you'd flick it over and just there was Les Murray hosting, like, hey, let's cross now to the hand. Like, fucking Les Murray doing the Olympics. So I, I don't know if you remember that. I do, and it was just, it's always nice, I think we've said before, to see the sports that aren't traditionally televised. Like, as soon as we don't have an Australian in something, they're not going to show it. And half the time, even if we do have an Australian in it, they won't show it. Um but yeah, that was that was kind of groundbreaking at the time that we would get to see these sports that we wouldn't normally get on the on the Olympic coverage. Yeah, and I mean, you think back like four years prior to that, Sydney. You know, you'd think you would almost have a um, sort of a, a dedicated channel for that. But I mean, again, like you can't. I mean, God, what's it going to be like in Brisbane? The technology will have in eleven years. So um, there you go. Um, I've got a few to uh to do today, uh, and as always, it's kind of uh, some fun moments here and there with it um so i, I want to give a special note to the u.s women's uh basketball team uh because the way like I, i'll give props to the commentators the way they were talking it up because they they went out and limited are they the most dominant team in olympic history because it's what now 55 games in a row they've won they've not lost a match since barcelona i mean that's insane i mean them and the korean archery team are probably the most dominant teams out there um yeah it was it was absolutely crazy to kind of see that i did like how during the boxing they said that kevin smith is in australia's corner what is with australia having all these athletes who are like famous hollywood people kevin smith tom green like are they out of work and they just decided to kind of go out there and do that i i did like the commentator though when when harry lost harry garside when you look in the mirror tomorrow you'll see a bronze Aussie. like okay um as much as i praise the the modern pentathlon commentators for kind of you know dealing with annika some of the things they said there were a little bit odd um at one point there there was something to do with the technical fault so their line was oh technical fault nobody likes a technical fault that's pretty standard there um i like they said Horses in training can be difficult. They also feel adrenaline, so they love it when they're in the actual competition. Like, okay, um, sure. The The funniest one, though, probably came from the fact that uh, when it was started to rain, it was pissing down in that stadium. They showed this shot. It was bucketing down, and to which the commentator says, well, we hope the rain isn't too heavy. Uh, and then they said, if it is, the ground will be slippery. It was pissing down. It was like a typhoon or something was going on in that stadium at the time. Um, and then you had some competitor was like, I think just on a horse riding around waiting for it. Like, oh, well, she's having a shower, hopefully enjoying being cooled off uh, in a very heavy moment or something like that. Um, I did like the boxing before the boxing for Harry's match. They cut to the uh, the ringside reporter and he's all like, 
Yes, thanks, Joe. We'll be here in 15 minutes. Harry's getting pumped up. History-making moment. This is a great day for Australian boxing. Meanwhile, in the background, obviously a boxer must have gotten injured or something bad had happened because there was about 50 ambulance workers in the ring carrying somebody off on a stretcher. It looked pretty serious. And you've got this Aussie going, oh, it's a great day for boxing. It's a great day for... There's somebody dead behind him. Um, I was pretty worried about that uh, going on there. Um, Yeah, other than that... Oh, yeah, I've written here, Tokyo organizers bad on the tape, uh, which was was pretty interesting. Um, And... Yeah, a bit of a dick moment for Dave Colbert, talking about Catherine Mitchell and Jafflin, uh, talking about how she was struggling, she was having a bit of a hard time. He literally said the words, oh, she's going to conjure something out of the ageing bones. Um, I mean, I think he followed it up with, I'm sure she won't mind, mind me saying that, but do you think that's the case, Jared? Is Catherine Mitchell going to watch that back? And go, oh, that's just Dave calling me old. Yeah, it was... That it kind of... I heard that as well and did like a double take because... The way that he said afterwards, oh, I know she won't mind me saying that. I'm like, do you, like, are you guys friends outside of this? Like, there just was no context. And I'm like, even if she doesn't, she says she doesn't mind you saying that, she probably does. Like, it just wasn't yeah. like a very, like, I'm like, she's made the Olympic final. Just just say, well, let's hope she can conjure something up special uh, for this final throw. Like, it just wasn't wasn't needed. <laughs> One thing I want to add, I did have a bit of a laugh last night uh, during Shinya, and I forgot to bring it up with Colin. Um, our athlete of the day yesterday, of course, was the Indian wrestler, and we talked about how he got bitten. And they were showing that on, on Shinya. And I love the little uh, back and forth between Andy Marr and Andrew Gaze because Andrew Gaze basically went on this rant where he said something along the lines of like, oh, well, it's desperation. You, you need to do it sometimes. Andy Marr's like, are you trying to say you're pro-biting, are you, Andrew? He's like, no, 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 I'm not. And then he just kind of went on this rant. like, no biting, no biting. No, no, I'm, I'm very anti-biting. <laughs> Kids, don't bite. If you're going to do it, don't bite. Did you see that? <laughs> Dude, Junior has just—it's really grown on me. Me too. Like, like at points in time, they annoy me because they're—they're like super loud, and no matter what volume you set to, it, they're just that loud. No, like you can't change it because it's just they're so much louder than everybody else on the show. But oh, they just had some really great moments. That was great. I continue to love. I would legitimately purchase a bunch of the stamps that they keep bringing yeah. up like each day. <laughs> I would fish buy in that the marathon in swimming. a heartbeat. Yes, the fish, <laughs> the boat from the triathlon. Then they'll put in a serious one and I'm like, no, only stupid things, please. But uh, just, yeah, the fact that they've come up with that, I think is really clever and just, it's, it's really fun. It's like obviously not as good as Roy and HG and nothing no. is ever going to be that good. But the fact that it's better than what we've had in previous years it's, I, it's that time too, like that it's on like late and you're just like, oh, like, I don't want to like go to bed. There's not like many events left on, but this is just fun that it's a nice little recap of the day. Did you see the Basil interview the other night when yes. he was uh, selling the Perth pins and everything and Basil was going off because they weren't showing his commentary? <laughs> so good. And him promising... Um, she is she uh, Lisa. I like uh, her. I'll, I'll get I'll get a pin to you when I'm when I'm when we're at the cricket or in yep. Perth or whatever. Um, 
Where is she? Is she like in lockdown in Sydney or something? Or like what? I'm just like, why can't she be there? Nobody else is social distancing or doing anything properly. Like just just let her in the studio. She's at the beginning, she reminded me of like Mel McLaughlin B. I just thought she was like a Mel, but she's better than Mel McLaughlin. I'm telling you, she's more entertaining. I like her. Um, I've never seen Channel 7's cricket coverage because I've not been in the country for the last few years since they've had and it's to me it's weird to think that Channel 7 had the cricket. That's that's weirder than when Nine had the Olympics. Um, but you're right, like I think it's grown on me too, and I think it's probably the best sort of entertainment show. The, the closest, the, the funniest thing we've ever had after Raw and HG was probably when they had Mick Malloy during Vancouver, uh, and he would do kind of like some commentary, and he got into a bit of trouble, I think, on some of his comments on some of the figure skaters. But, uh, I mean, that rave in Rio that they did or whatever the hell was, that was terrible. Uh, even with, like, Raw and HG, when they brought him back for Sochi, it wasn't the same. Like, I just, mm. I don't know what that was during Sochi, but... Um, yeah, it's it's grown on me, and I did like it when they were going on their little rant because they did the whole Beijing preview with Laura Peel, and then they were like, "Oh, this is this is just a dress rehearsal, isn't it? We're going to be in Beijing," and they were like, "Oh, but we know Xinyar's Japanese for good evening or whatever. Like, what's what's Chinese for for good evening?" <laughs> and like, and like, I think what works too with it is that um on Fox Sports they have a nightly sort of wrap up show. I think Bill Woods hosts that show, and he's got like Mark Bosnich on it, and Mark Bosnich is hilarious, but. I, you see Andrew Gaze is on that on some of those sort of uh, Fox Sports shows. He does a lot of the AFL ones, which I'm a, I'm a bit weirded out. Like, you've got this basketball legend, but he, he, he suits it. But And obviously, Andy Marr does the front bar. So, um, yeah, it's kind of... The front bar is one of those shows that I forget that I actually quite like. Uh, even if you're not really an AFL fan, they obviously do sort of... I remember the, the Pyeongchang one they did a few years ago was funny. And I didn't see the one they did before Tokyo, but my dad was telling me it was quite funny. So... Um, yeah, props to Channel 7. Let's praise Channel 7 for once because I'm about to bag them out for another thing. Um, if I see one more ad for The Voice, I am going to go to the Channel 7 studios and burn it to the ground. We get it, Channel 7. The Voice starts this Sunday. I understand. I understand there's some 16-year-old girl who is the sister of a boy and that she's got a good voice too. I understand there's some woman with a kid who goes, I love you, mummy. Uh, like, it's just, just, if I hear that Justin Timberlake song sung one more time <laughs> as they're going up the elevator and stop trying to transition it into some commercial for the Olympics where they're like, oh, it's like the Olympics when the play. I get it. The voice is on Channel 7. I am so fed up with the Chop the Voice ads. <laughs> I agree. This is the same as um, oh, how, like, every year at the tennis, you get the after the tennis ads, and by the end, you're like, I, I'm definitely not going to, like, watch this show just out of protest. Like, yep. I wasn't going to watch The Voice anyway, but the ads are so annoying. I cannot stand that one with the the sister. Oh, oh would, would you, like, have you ever thought about competing? I'm like, <laughs> yes, this is how this is how television shows work. There hasn't been an audition process. She's just rocked up on the day and they said, oh, well, you can sing. Why don't you go out? There was no vetting of her. Um, she just happens to be great. They had no idea, but she just happens to be great. They have just happened to have her music queued up, ready to yep. go. Yep. I just, All, oh, I'm just like, clearly this did not happen. It's so frustrating to watch. I'm like, I'm not buying this stupid story you're trying to spin. I also hate the sub story of the person who got left at sea on a <laughs> scuba diving trip and and that they could just, the judges could just tell that she had a traumatic experience. Like that hasn't, story hasn't been fed to them to ask that. It's just, I'm like, I don't care. You got left at sea. You survived. Like there's no story here. Can I also just point out some of the other ads though? Because you're absolutely right. Um, but 
Home and away. I haven't watched it in a long time. I've been out of this country. I don't know who any of these people are in the goddamn show. I don't care that you're getting married and you're in a car accident, all right? Just, I hope you die in the car accident. And if I see that girl on the stage going, come on, everyone, let's go one more time. Like, holy crap. I know it's a soap opera, but that's gotten worse. Also, nurses... You save one person, you're a hero. You save a thousand person, people, you're a nurse. Uh, and that SAS Australia bullshit, like yelling at freaking Yana Pittman and Alicia Mollick, like what's going on? Channel 7, I swear, are just getting worse. <laughs> I just, I have never understood like the need and like the armed forces to just yell like, 10 centimeters from somebody's face <laughs> but then just also in the current covid climate too it's a really bad look just seeing them yeah. right in front of them spitting like all over them I'm like no what are you doing you can't do this and it's stupid if that was me i'd start laughing because i'm like yeah. why are you so like angry yelling like this far from my face it's just it's bad and then the other ones that in the whatever that investigation show is oh like, god that, that guy i wanted to be a murder investigator <sighs> when i was a kid <laughs> That typical, like, a cold case show. And I'm like, who even wants to watch this? You already know the result is going to be at the end. So we're still not sure. And the the, the hunt continues for the kill. They never solve anything on any of these shows. You don't need to yeah. watch it. It's it's also, um, like, these true crime podcasts. Like, I mean, they, they, have they solved anything? Um, the other ones, what's the other ones that are, like, really annoying? Um, actually, I, I wouldn't mind watching that RFDS. It kind of looks okay, but it's just, it's, I'm just getting sick of seeing the ads. Um, I've also noticed uh, they've started advertising some underbelly ripoff, which is like, you know, gang something around. Like, Jesus Christ, Channel 7, it's taking you 13 years to do your own version of underbelly. The only ad that I like is their sports one where they do it to the smoke on the water epic trailer music uh, and, you know, kind of pumping up like the AFL, the cricket, they've got the Paralympics on there, the Winter Olympics on there. Obviously, as we said, they've started uh, promoting the Winter Olympics. Oh, Sweden! Oh, they nearly scored. Sorry, I'm getting excited here. Oh, Canada are just parking the bus here in defence. you watching this? This mm-hmm. is crazy. They're Like, Sweden are peppering this so much. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, Channel 7. And then it gets worse on 7, mate. When you got to see ads for the world's sexiest tradie and fat pizza. I used to love fat pizza back in the day, but now it just looks like a joke. God, we're really stretching for time here because we're hoping this goes to penalties. But let's, I, I wish Colin was here because I, I, I want to know, do Canada do this? Like on CBC, it's like, after the Olympics, Degrassi, the next generation, they're in a car accident. Like, is, I, I want to know, or is it just a uniquely Australian thing? It's just... Ugh so bad and the fact that they're all the, they're all the same like even if you're advertising the same show pick a different ad i see that yeah. lady walk into the pizza shop and ask for a lemmington one more time <laughs> in, in a joke that's not even funny oh the farmer wants a why i didn't even know that was a thing still didn't that end like a dick what's the name natalie gliss whatever it is i think she's like ben dark i thought she went into obscurity like jesus channel seven's just recycling all these shows that die uh, I mean, like, I do you remember when Nine had the Olympics? Like, I've always, I've grown up. I don't know if you, you were like this growing up. Like, you have a network, which is kind of your network. Like, you personally have a preference. I've always been a Channel Nine guy. I've always preferred Channel Nine. So when they had the Olympics, 
I actually really like... I love Eddie Maguire. I love Eddie Maguire doing the Olympics. James Brayshaw. And I do love the fact that you can clearly tell when Channel 7 are using footage from, like, London that they've gone and gotten their own commentators to dub over the top. Like, Basil Zemplis was commentating, I think, on Sally uh, or Bruce or something like that because, obviously, they weren't doing the one. And I, I remember they did that during Pyeongchang when they showed, like, Lydia... Um, no, that was actually, no, it was Lydia. They showed Lydia's gold in Vancouver last night when they were pumping up um, Beijing and she had Basil commentating Lydia. That was James Brayshaw and Eddie Maguire commentating that. I remember that. So, um, yeah, and, and Channel 10 in Sochi wasn't actually that bad either. So, I mean, I think Beijing's the last one they're contracted to. Um, from memory, they only held the rights through to 2022 and there was a bit of a fight over Beijing because the winter ones are usually the ones that nobody ever wants. So are we hopeful that after Beijing that they put this up again and maybe nine or ten can sneak it? Or are they going to go to Stan or Prime or something for, like, Paris? Yeah, I feel like in my head it's going to go, like, Stan and nine, surely. Like, nine will be the, like, main channel. And then, which hopefully doesn't happen, but then I feel like the extra sports, if you want to be able to watch every sport, then it will be on Stan Sport and you have to pay for that subscription. I- I, I mean, I'm, I'm not against Fox Sports having it. Like, I mean, I know people wouldn't want to pay for it in Olympics. I think it's the anti-siphoning rules. You have to have the Olympics on free to air. But, um, you know, when Fox did it, it, well, it was pretty good. Like, Fox are really good with it. That was when Shervo started back then. And that Shervington's one of the good ones on TV. So, um... Just give it to SBS. Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> give it to us. Give it off the podium. We'll do it. Like, we're, we've, I think we've done well with our commentary these Olympics. We're, we're doing a good audition. So, but remember, Jared, Paris is only three years away. So um, it's it's not that far away. Um, we've got 40 seconds left in extra time. I think we're going to penalties. I will just say before, we'll, we'll close it out with the penalty shootout, but um, tomorrow is our busiest day of the Olympics. 34 events are being decided tomorrow. It is the, uh, the absolute busiest. Um, we've got a lot going on. Uh, for Australia, realistically, it's tricky over the last couple of days. There's not a whole lot. Golf. Obviously, we're in the shot with that. We've got the basketball. Hopefully, we can finally get that medal for the Boomers. The men's 1,500, possibly there. Women's high jump, we've got some there as well. Um, but outside of that, realistically, not much going on. Uh, I mean, is there anything that you're kind of looking to in the uh, final couple of days, Jared? Uh, not really, I suppose, in terms of a... Um if, if we're going to get another gold, which is not going to happen, but if we're going to, then it, it feels like it has to come from, from the high jump. Um, but I even feel there like we're, we're probably looking more realistically at a, at a silver or a bronze. Yeah. And maybe a sneaky medal in one of the canoe events. Uh, who knows? Nicola McDermott, of course, is our highest qualifier. And now we've got two Aussies in the final, Eleanor Patterson. I, I mean, I want to see Stewie McSwain for Tasmania. I mean, we've already, you know, we're, we're two gold, a sil- a two gold, what are we, two silver and a bronze at these Olympics uh, with uh, Eddie and uh, Stewie Belts getting the medal last night with the Kookaburras. So there's a couple of Tasmanians already going on there, but um, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, 34, busy day tomorrow. Uh, so uh, artistic swimming teams tomorrow, baseball tomorrow, the basketball. Uh, we've got the men's modern pentathlon as well, the water polo, some more wrestling going on. So there you go. We're, we're off to penalties. We're going to penalties. So... We'll 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 stick this out right now to see if this is a uh, golden for celebration for Canada or silver celebration. Now, if they win a gold here, they will go up to twelfth on the medal tally. They will overtake South Korea and Cuba, 
And if I'm not mistaken off the top of my head, this will be their biggest gold medal haul since Barcelona, uh, which I think they got seven in Barcelona from memory. Uh, they did. So if they can pull off another gold in the last couple of days, who knows? They could go to that magical, towards that magical 10 that they got in LA in the, the half games. Again, we don't call them real games, right? Like, I mean, you and I could have won a gold medal if we went to LA. No one showed up. The Russians weren't there and Moscow, obviously, none of the Americans. But uh, who are you picking here, Jared? Canada or Sweden? I mean, the heart says Canada, but the head says Sweden. Well, they were peppering the shit out of that goal at the end. I'll tell you what, this would be Sweden's third gold if they win this, and they would move up because they've got uh, a bunch of silvers in the bank. So they would move up into 21st. They are currently in 26th. So uh, there you go. Uh, the, the Scandinavian nations have been doing very well. I mean, Norway, you talk about countries punching above their weight. Norway. Doing very well. Finland, I know, had a bronze. Have they added to that? No, they've got two bronzes now. So there you go. Um, the Canadians are getting shoulder rubs right now. They're getting pumped up. Uh, it's it's Ikea versus Bieber, basically. Uh, is that the correct way of uh, doing this? I wonder if Colin... That's how Channel did... 7 would hype it up. Ah, <laughs> oh, wouldn't they? I'm sure they're probably blaming the referees for, for something. Um, Colin obviously not with it. I, mean, I, I think Colin's just pulled a sickie because he just wants to... Uh, witness all this in in the glory going on to this but uh ha, let's has the women's uh football ever gone to a penalty shootout before there's a there's a trivia question of the day i can find that out for you quickly surely surely yeah i feel the u.s won it on penalties one year or was that the world cup i feel like it did the of course the men's in rio went to penalties uh so uh there was that one stupid brazil beat germany still not over that um, can we find out here? Uh, so this is the women's. Um, no, it has never gone to penalty shootout before. There you go. It's gone to extra time. But, uh, yeah, so the U.S. have won every gold medal at the Olympics with the exception of 2000 in Sydney where they lost to Norway. There you go, Norway again. And, of course, in Rio, they didn't even make the finals. So this is only the second time they've never made the final. Believe it or not, uh, Germany beat Sweden two ones. So Sweden have never won a gold in Olympic uh, football, and I, I doubt they would have in the men's as well. So um, their previous best result was a silver in Rio and a fourth in Athens. So there you go. And in the men's, I'll correct myself. Sweden won a bronze in nineteen twenty four, a bronze in nineteen fifty two, and never made the final. Mexico, by the way, took the bronze in the men's football today. We should probably mention that. Beat the host nations, Japan. Uh, gee, they dragged this out. Come on. You know, I'm surprised you haven't put in about 48 ads for The Voice right now. You know, I, I don't know when it's, when's it starting, Jared. When's The Voice starting? No I don't idea. know. I don't know the stories. I don't know the start day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There was, there was one of them that I watched where once I was like, yeah, what happens to them? And I'm like, no, okay, no. Don't, don't get sucked in. <laughs> don't do it, Pen. No. You know, you don't won't find out to the very end of, of the show and it will run half an hour overtime anyway. Like, like if you get, like, the greatest singer of all time and they're like, okay, uh, have you got anything, any stories to tell? No. Oh, any bad childhood memory? No. No, yeah. no. Your parents beat? No. No. Lose your job? No. COVID? No. Fuck. We need to make Sorry, something we up. Can't, we can't have you on the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the great, like Mariah Carey, just goes in there and uh, goes to sing. 
and and she doesn't do it. Looking here, actually, at the overall statistics of women's football at the Olympics, Germany, fifth in Atlanta, bronze in Sydney, bronze in Athens, bronze in Beijing, didn't qualify for London, gold in Rio, didn't qualify for Tokyo. How's that for a record? That's uh, that's pretty crazy. All right, come on, get on with it. It's uh, it's late. Some of us have got editing to do. Sweden and Canada. They don't ever think about the podcast, do they? No. Harry, I mean, think... this should have already been over, and I'm probably lagging behind you anyway. <laughs> you think if we were any sort of podcast, we would just uh, go cut and then come back in, but nah, we can't be bothered. Uh, Canadian goalkeeper is happy. Chat. Yeah, it's all the voice. <laughs> you're the voice. Try. Why do they use you're the voice as a promo? For uh, oh, did you did you happen to catch the boomers yesterday? They're like all Aussie playlists. We're playing all Aussie songs to help the boomers. Could you get any more Australian the way they did it? All right, finally, here we go. First kick for Sweden. This is uh good for you. I'm she's still juggling the ball on my screen. All right, do you want me to spoil it for you, or do you want me to calm down? Ah, you're welcome to spoil. All right, we've got um Abba. Versus Nickelback, and uh, they're they're pumped up. Nickelback's dancing on the line. She's dancing. She's jumping. She's doing the YMCA. In comes Abba, and oh, she's hit the post! She's hit the post! Canada erupts! Yes! Come on, Canada! In your face, IKEA! I prefer the Bay over IKEA any day of the week. Let's be honest. Wow. Okay, don't get ahead of yourselves. We know uh, the the US, uh, it wasn't US, sorry, it was um, Brazil saved the first penalty against Canada in the quarter. Oh, and aren't the the Canadians happy? They're they're wearing my T-shirt. I've got that T-shirt. Look at that. My T-shirt's on TV. Well, you know they're going to win gold now. (laughs) I will say to Colin, if you're listening, uh, that, you know, it's great that obviously we've got a couple of medals today for off the podium. We still haven't won a gold for off the podium. So... The curse may be in the purse for Colin and sort of in the purse for Ben. I've gotten a bronze, but uh, all right. I've got a nickelback reverse back now with Abba and goals. And Canada are looking on. They're mm. excited. They're tense. Poutine versus meatballs. <laughs> oh, poutine all the way. Come on. All right. Come on. You can kick it any day of the week now, Canada. Here we go. And she's got it in. There we go. one nothing, Canada. Come on! Maple Leafs versus those trees in Sweden. Come on now. I mean, if this was Eurovision, you, you would be on board with the Swedes to ha- handle the pressure. Although they didn't do very well this year, did they? I still haven't even watched or listened to any Eurovision from this year, I will say that. But they didn't. I think they finished outside the top 10 for the first time in a while, from memory. Yeah, not great. Not, not their best effort. No, okay. Good old Sweden. All right. Now, interesting tactic here by the Canadian goalkeeper. She's just left the ball at a foot and is not even passing it back to the Swedish. She's saying, you come and pick it up and put it on the spot yourself. Now, why don't they do the, the field hockey style, like dribble in, you know? like Yeah, I think take it from halfway. Yeah. Come on, trick shot it up. All right. Inga Sweden is looking quite tense right now. She kicks. Oh, she's got it in. All right, there we go. Sweden's on the board. She's pumped. She's out there. She's getting the crowd involved. One question about getting the crowd involved. Why do these field athletes still try and clap to get the crowd involved? There's no one there. They get the um the coaching stuff. <laughs> What's the one the other day? It was like 
she was getting the clap and they were like, oh, why is she doing that? Because I don't think the opposition coaches are going to be clapping her on. <laughs> Brendan Stuck's roommates, normally they're clapping somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> The whole Aussie cricket team took a break in their training the other day to, to watch him, so that was nice. Uh, are you calling the Yo Bro curse broken? I mean, yeah, I think so. Like it, it's oh, Sweden saved. Sorry, sorry, Jared. Sweden just saved it. Oh, okay. Sorry, back to you. Yeah, I mean, what? So what did we get? We got like a Carl got a silver, Buddy got a bronze in the in the mix though, and then Brandon didn't medal. You got fifth um, though. It's didn't true. Kyle get a and bronze in the four by one as well? Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm not sure about like the, the team, like the relays or like the team events. I feel like it was it should more be like an individual medal. It's just hard. There wasn't a lot of data to go on. The Swiss Jinx. Yeah. They they sponsored about like 10 athletes each Olympics. That's true. And well, the only guess... person who ever got anything was Scotty James, which was a bronze, which was kind yeah. of a letdown anyway. So that well, was guess... definitely a thing. This one, it's it's harder to to judge. The off the podium curse then on that notion, I mean, Kylie Mass got the individuals and uh, so did Evan. Um, so outside of that, the, the team ones for the, for the relay, a couple of relays are with Kylie and uh, Aaron and Brendan. All right. Come on, Sweden. you got to get this one in. Come on, Canada. Save it, save it, save it. Oh, no, Sweden's in. They're in the front for the first time. And I love how this Swedish last name is Bjorn. I mean, is that every Swedish player's last name? <laughs> Bjorn There's a couple of Bennies there as well. Bennies and Agnethas. Oh, she's pumped up. All right. How far behind are you now? Uh, the, the Swedish girl's just about to take a goal kick to put them up 2-1. <laughs> All right. This is, again, I, I'm glad if everybody's stuck around right now for the end of this episode, I, again, you know the result. But uh, it's 2-1 Sweden right now. All right. Here comes uh, Captain Canuck, Dudley Do-Right, ready to... Uh, Get on board with Marcus Ericsson. There's a Formula One reference for everyone at home. I'm sure they get that one. All right, Dudley Durite's nervous. What can she do? She's eyeing her off. The Swedish is dancing like she's dancing ABBA. Canada kicks. Oh, she's hit the post! She's hit the post! Canada are choking! Canada are pulling in Australia right now! Oh! And the Canadian coach, is she abusing her own player? <laughs> she's yelling at something. Wow. They had the lead. I did the commentary curse. I said it was what happened with Brazil. Brazil took the lead. Oh, okay. Sweden get this. This is it, right? It is. Sweden get this. They win the gold. And they're looking cocky, the Swedes. They're smiling at each other. They're thinking about what they're going to spending their bonus Swedish crowns on. I think they get bonus entry to Eurovision, don't they, if they... They win this. Having said yeah. that, we said to Colin yesterday that Colin wants them to win the silver because he's already got their correct gold tally on his predictions. So, all right, Sweden for the gold medal. Oh, save for Canada. Oh, it's on. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. I'm getting excited. Wow. This has got it all, Jared. <laughs> Does it's really good for me because I have I can be less nervous about things having already knowing about them ahead of time. Holy crap balls! Justin Trudeau just went off. He just blew something there. My goodness! Remember the streets of Toronto when the Raptors won the championship? I'm sure there's at least three people on the streets of Toronto watching this right now. Okay, Canada need this to tie it back up. Oh. The poutine gravy sweats flowing. The 
The Caesar salad drinks are flowing as well. The Bieber tails and Nanaimo bars, they're going everywhere. That's about enough Canadian cuisine. Nanaimo Number nine. Bars. Oh, save! Sweden saved! <laughs> <laughs> this is insane! I cannot believe this, Jared! <laughs> you, like, n- never see this many saves in a penalty no. shootout. <laughs> I haven't seen this many saves since David Hasselhoff. This is, this is something else. So now Sweden get another chance at gold. Oh, I love the, the reaction of the Canadian. She's just like, fuck. <laughs> she's just got such a blank look on her face. Oh, this Swedish player, she's been around. She looks like she's a veteran of this team. Wow. Okay. This for the gold. Stockholm right now is ready to ready to explode. They're going to open up seven new IKEA stores if she gets this. It's the amount of money that's going to be in flux into the Swedish Olympic Committee. All right. Gold for Sweden. Is she going to do it? Is she going to do it? She's thinking. She's getting ready. She's sidestepping. She comes in. Gosh, she's got to over the bar. <laughs> this is magnificent. I cannot believe it. That was insane. She did like she beat the keeper. She beat her and she went over as a captain. God, get rid of your captain's armband. You're ashamed of your nation. I'm quarter Swedish, Jared, and I'm ashamed. My goodness. <laughs> okay, so we've had five shots Sweden. They're 2-1 up. Canada's only gotten one. They've missed their last three. She misses Sweden win the gold. And based on how things are going, <laughs> Sweden are going to win the gold. Canada have not scored since the first one. The weight of a nation on this player's face. She's got it. Oh, we're going to extra, extra penalties. Why not add some extra gravy to your poutine, folks? Not going anywhere. Jared wants to go to bed. (laughs) You can go to bed. I'll call this myself. (laughs) At 12.45 (laughs) a.m. 12.45 a.m. What is it? 10.45 a.m. in Toronto right now. For Colin, it's like 9.45 a.m., 7.45 a.m. in Vancouver. Everyone's getting excited. What a way to wake up. All right. Now, Sweden, you've missed the last two. Number two's coming in, of course. Uh, Canadian goalie's just looking... I like the pink headband. Suits her, suits her well. So basically now, of course, this works. Sweden miss, Canada score, they win gold. Sweden score, Canada miss, they win gold. It's... That simple. It's not like uh, that cycling one they were trying to explain to me last night, which I was like, having a... did you watch that? The Omnium? How she's that done works? She's, they've taken them over by a lapse. They get this many points. And yeah. If they catch back on, this happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Inga comes in. Oh, save for Canada! <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. This is the best thing I've ever watched. <laughs> Come on, Canada. Get my predictions up. Get that gold medal tally up. You've got what did, what did you have for Canada? You seven, had seven, to... seven, seven, and seven. You did. I had three. I'm fucked. Uh, this will be double if they get this. <laughs> I've gotten closest for the Australian one. I think I had the highest, didn't I? I had 13. Uh, you had 11. Colin had seven. Jesus, Colin. All right. Number seven. <laughs> Speaking of which... For Canada, for the gold! Oh, she's got it! Canada, a gold medalist! Ca- 
time. It's Poutine Central. Vancouver's going off. Toronto's going off. Winnipeg's going off. Flin Flon's going off. Jared, get on board the Canadians. I'm just excited to uh, to watch the penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Jared's I'll get it like, at some on. point. <laughs> Emu Plains TV. Oh, there we go. Oh, I've got a hand to it as well. Wow. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness! What a I'd shame. Say she she just finished that earlier. She could have been athlete oh. of the day. What would you rather, a gold medal or athlete of the day? It's a toss up. Yeah, if Colin, Colin, right now, if you've gotten this far, which you haven't, because unlike Jared, you don't listen to these. But like, you can't go off on us for saying, "Oh, you should have such and such from Canada because they got the gold," and we probably would have. But we've locked it in. It's 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 in the banks right now. But I'd say this right Canadians now, and I'm speaking. Already, I, I'm speaking for Colin, and he'll come on and talk about this. But this is this is arguably one of Canada's greatest ever mm. Olympic gold medals. This is insane. Uh, I mean, just and you can see it on the faces of these players right now. They are just absolutely in shock. If you if you were to say a country's going to win an Olympic gold medal in soccer, Canada's not going to be in my top five. They haven't qualified for a men's World Cup since, like, the 80s. They're hosting the 2026 World Cup with the US and Mexico, and there's not even guaranteed they will get an automatic qualification spot because FIFA haven't decided that yet. Yeah, they're a lot better in the in the Women's World Cup. I don't know if they've ever made the semis in the Women's World Cup, but this is huge. This is amazing. And Sweden, Sweden is, like, one of the top nations in women's football. They are by far one of the best. It's like saying, like, Spain or Germany in the men's game. Like, it's... Crazy, crazy, they, Jared. Hmm. And they dominated like all the other matches as well. That like starting off the tournament with that three 0 win over the US, and then just going from there to, to strength to strength. Like it, it feels like it, is the Swedish football team the equivalent of the uh, Kookaburras, and just that they're always yeah. ranked up high and they just can't can't pull it off. That's a great. That's a great comparison. Um, quickly, Canada made the semis in two thousand and three. They finished in fourth at the 2003 World Cup, lost to the US, and Sweden uh, lost the same year, 2003, in extra time to Germany, uh, and have finished third, third, and third. So, uh, a dominant nation, but that's a good comparison with the Kookaburras there, so, wow, wow, wow. What a way to feel. I'm glad we stayed on the line. That was exciting. So uh, there you go. Um, It has been off the podium. Thank you for listening. Uh, Golden Day for Canada. Get on board. Uh, Well done. I've got some more work to do now for the social media before I go to bed. Thanks, Canada. Um, Jared, it's been fun. Um, Sad that Colin wasn't here, but I'm sure you'll sort your beef out before the end because I think we've only got one more chance for you guys. Tomorrow night's it because I know you're not going to be on Sunday night and you'll be on Monday night and Colin won't be on Monday night. So... Tomorrow night's it for you two to mend it. So yeah. how's that going to turn out? We'll see. In the, in the spirit of the Olympics, um, anything is possible. Oh, well, we just saw Canada win a gold medal mm. in soccer. Anything is possible. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. All the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Get on board at all. And remember to subscribe and stay up to date with all the episodes. Only a couple more days to go, but we've still got plenty of stuff to come for you. My name is Ben. Stop the podium. We'll speak to you next time. Good night. Turning Japanese up and come turning Japanese up.